BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Your girls are back again. I'm Chelsea, if you didn't know. And I'm JC. And this week, we have a fun little episode we've never really done before. I'm sure you guys have seen videos like on TikTok or Instagram of people doing like, am I the ASS hole? Please, that sounded uh, worse. That sounded worse than the actual thing. (laughs) I didn't want to do a jump scare at the beginning of the episode, you know. True. Especially the word asshole. Like, it's just so… It's a little… It's aggressive, for sure. Anyways… If you've seen that, that's what we're doing today. We're doing Am I the Red Flag? We're doing PG version. You guys wrote in and are wondering, are you the red flag or are they? And we're going to tell you and we'll be brutally honest with you, okay? Yes. You know what? I think 2023 is the year of brutal honesty. Brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm down. As if we haven't already been. Yeah. No, we're always honest, but I think sometimes we want to be more brutal about it. Like really. Just a little more brass blunt. knuckles about it. A little more blunt sometimes. It's like, let's just get to the cut to the chase. Let's not waste your time here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's not butter the donut. Okay. I've never heard that one. <laughs> I just made it up. Like butter the roll or something. I don't know. Chelsea and I just got done with a little spa day, guys. We got massages. Chelsea set this all up for my birthday. Chelsea, you really went all out for my birthday this year. Oh, good. And I appreciate it. I told Leif, I was like, this is the one year I've like fully, I fully let go of control. And I honestly didn't care too much. It's not like I had super high expectations, but I was just like, you know what? I'm going to let the people around me like do what they will. And I trust all of you to, you know, make me feel loved and special. And everyone did a great job. Leif got me like a little matcha set, a little passport holder, like cute things that like I didn't ask for. And I'm like- Okay, great. I, we don't have to micromanage. I did ask him to get the uh, me the pink and blue sambas. Have you seen those? Oh, uh-huh. I sent him a link. I did not receive them. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, yeah, he just got me some cute gifts, took me to brunch, took me to dinner. We had the birthday dinner that you set up. The cutest cake ever. Mm-hmm. Shout out Bad Day Baker. Oh, so good. Such a cute cake. It was delicious too. I ate some this morning. You know, leftover birthday cake. Is the the moment. I have to say, when I was younger, like this sticks out in my mind so much, especially when you have a lot of siblings around. Food police. Did you guys like you and your brothers ever talk about like being food police or not really? Explain. So (laughs) my mom got a thing of Oreos. Like all of us could literally only have four or five, not because my parents were restricting our diet by any means, but like because literally that was all. Yeah, that was the whole pack. So in order for it to be fair, we had to like, okay, everyone only gets four Oreos, whatever it was, and a day. And then the next day, everyone got one Oreo to finish off the pack. But we were so crazy about it. Like Clay would literally guard the pantry. And if you tried to get like two Oreos, he would be like, nope. And when we had our birthday cake, the birthday person always got to have the very last piece. So we'd have leftovers for like a couple days. And then the birthday person had to eat the last piece. Like that was their thing. And I don't remember whose birthday it was, but one year, like one wait, of the wait, younger you siblings. You mean just like if there's like five pieces left over, what do you mean they have to eat the last like one? They, so if it was my birthday uh-huh. and I came home and like Clay and Lad had eaten the rest of my birthday cake, okay, okay, that gotcha. was a no-go. Yeah, yeah. And that happened one year. And I can't remember who specifically, but I need to ask my siblings about it because it was like drama. And I think it was my birthday cake. And I like it ruined my birthday. I was so distraught. You it's know, my Abby, honestly. Let's be real. You know what? My brothers are 
what they do. And also, honestly, my dad probably as well. <laughs> they, if if your food is not labeled, it's getting eaten. Like if it, if you have yes. leftovers from somewhere yeah. and you, like if I went somewhere and I- So toxic, a, my brothers do that too. Had a wrap or something and I put half of it, or a burrito and I put half of it in the fridge. 100%, it's getting eaten <laughs> unless I write my name all over it and I would get so- I would write in Sharpie, this is JC's. If you eat this, I'm going to kill it. Like I would write <laughs> things because I was so annoyed yeah. that it would just always get eaten. And it'd be stuff I'd buy with my own money, by the way. Yeah. When I'm like younger, I'm talking. Like when I'm 18. Like you go to high school, you go to like California Pizza Kitchen. Yes. yes. And like I come home and it's gone the next morning. And I'm like, very <laughs> odd. That actually. Or a drink of my drink. Like if I got yes. a drink and it doesn't have. It's like have- opened. Yes. Candy like opened. Oh, no. That's actually like sending a shiver down my spine. That Nothing pisses me off more than that. I literally have to write my name all over it. Actually, today, speaking of that, today I got home from our massage day and literally my birthday cake was open with like a fork in it. I'm like, uh, 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 sorry. But also there's a a huge portion left. So it was okay. But Leif was full on eating it for lunch. I'm like, okay, (laughs) go off. (laughs) Open with the fork in it. I'm screaming. He actually, Um, he actually cut a piece. Well, I'm glad your birthday was good. Yeah, Yeah, the spa day was the gift that gave back, truly. Oh my gosh, it was so nice. Chelsea and I were like, how can we come here all the time and justify it? 100%. How can we make this a write-off? Mm-hmm. What was I just going to say? Oh, that's a great lesson. And you know, sometimes when you relinquish control, you allow others to step up to the plate. Exactly. And they will impress you and surprise you. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was It was a great few days. It was like a three-day little B-day stint. Yeah. And... It was great. And now we're back to the, we're back to the grind. (laughs) (laughs) Party's over. Party's over, everyone. I only have one life update and it's very short. It's one sentence. Nick got a bike. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And Case literally is living his best life. He got a bike with a little seat in the front for like a little kid. And Case like sits up in it and has this bright green helmet on. And literally just smiles the whole time that he's riding on the bike. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Is it an electric bike? No. It's just a regular pedal bike. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So fun. Yeah. He's, oh, he keeps being like, I need to, he's not so sure about busy roads. Or also I'm like, okay, let's not go crazy. Like maybe stay on trails. Don't like go where there's a ton of cars. He keeps like almost every other day. He's like, I I wanted to go see Leif. Like, I'm going to drive like over there on our bike. I'm dead. I'm like, you guys can go on a bike ride together. Yes. But Leif might be zooming away because he has an electric one. <laughs> it's just so fast. <laughs> Bikes are fun. We need to, well, the weather's just been really yeah. dreary, but I've been, is the itching? Word, yeah, I've been itching for a bike ride. Yeah. Every time I see the bikes in my garage, I'm like, we need to go on more bike rides. Same. Because I feel Nick like- won't a, even let me go. A lot of times- Especially with electric bikes, it's awesome for where we live, but it's also like, it's not a workout in the slightest. Yeah. So sometimes if it's like, oh, we can either take the bikes or walk, I just choose to walk because I'm like, well, I need to like get active and get my steps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do, can you pedal on an electric bike still? Like you cannot um, use the can. motor, right? Yes, but it's like not really the vibe. Oh, really? I, yeah. I mean, you can also pedal while it's like electric. Yeah. Like, but it's not, it's just not the same oh, as an actual bike. Hmm. Well, maybe. I, I don't take my word for it, but I don't think it's the same. Like, like you, when, like if you, if Leif went with Nick, he couldn't just like pedal and just like, like regular bike, just ignore the motor. It maybe work he like could, that. but it's much like heavier. Like it's heavier oh. duty. So it's, I don't think it's the same as just gotcha. like riding a, an Interesting. normal bike. Why does it even have pedals then? Just for like well, fun? Be, because you can, like, there's two you settings. Can help it go. There's two settings where one of them is like it only, the, the electric, the electric uh, engine thing only goes engine. What the heck is it called? A like, motor. Yeah, like the motor only goes when you are pedaling, and then when you stop pedaling, it like stops. And oh. then there's another setting where it just can go, and you don't have to touch it. Oh, wow. like you just are. Okay, doing it with your I hand. didn't know that. I thought it was like motor or pedaling. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. It's fun though. You know what? I wanted to discuss something I saw on TikTok. I've I've been favoriting or like saving a bunch of TikToks that I want to discuss on the podcast. I was going to say we have a segment, weekly TikTok discussion. Do we? I mean, seems that way. Yeah, it's, uh, that's our whole podcast actually is just that, but. (laughs) A TikTok review podcast. Okay, let me look at this. Oh, I have so many good ones to discuss. Okay, a few, a few quick notes. 
One was this girl was saying on a podcast, she was like, I feel like a guy knows within two or three months if he wants to date you, right? And there was a guy on the podcast and he was like, yeah, like even sooner than that. And then this other guy stitched it and he was like, yeah, a guy knows in 15 minutes if he wants to date you. Like, (laughs) and then I asked Leif, he didn't see me watch that TikTok or anything. I was like, how long do you think it took for you to know you wanted to like date me, date me for real? And he was like, "Mm, I don't know, like a week, maybe less. Like, "Mm, not 10 minutes, interesting. (laughs) No, but the discussion at hand is like, girls always, you know, even girls will write into the podcast or be like, we've been dating for eight months and like, he just doesn't want to commit. He doesn't know for sure. It's like, if the general consensus I'm getting is then he is not into it. Like 100%. He is not going to commit to you. He's just not the right person for you. Like you need to find someone who is more sure. And that was just like an interesting thing. I was like, wow. I wonder if that's true. Like a guy, oh, oh, here's an even, here's an even deeper one. I would bet it is true because men are like light switches. They could turn on and off. It's like their decisions are just like, Yes or no? Girls are like water, we need, you know, boiling water. We need time. We need cooking. We need love. Don't look at us for too long. Otherwise, we will never boil. Okay, that's facts. Did you just make that up? <laughs> no. That is very like... <laughs> I'm like, yes. I, I liked that. No, I did not. There's this actually this other TikTok that I had saved as well about something similar. I guess it's not that similar. They were saying women... Oh, this is like... This is giving me the weirdest feeling, okay? This concept. Okay, the, co- the concept is men marry the woman in front of them when they're ready to get married. Oh, I've seen and, this. And women marry who they're like actually in love with and like they, they feel this I've connection. I've seen this. But basically they're saying it, literally once a guy is ready to get married, he will just marry the woman who he's dating, dating. at that time. <gasps> Ew! And I literally was like, I'm spooked. I wanted to start a fight with life. I'm like, you just married me because of the timing. Like, you don't even think we're soulmates. But it really is so interesting to think about. It's it's just a theory, okay? It's not the truth. But it's interesting because it's like, her point was, if a guy, kind of like we were just talking about, if you've been dating a guy and it's like months and months and he won't commit, you've been dating for a year, you have to beg him to propose to you. He's just not, whatever. It's like, He's not ready to get married. Then. No, because guess what? He, but, but you know what irks people specifically? And, and honestly, this has never happened to me, but, um, cause I got married way too young to even experience it. But when girls will date a guy for like seven years and then they will start dating someone else within like six months. And then in a month, they literally get engaged. And yes. they're like, you did not propose to me in like six years of dating. So is it that he wasn't ready to get married or is it that you just were not the, the right person? Probably both. Probably a combo. But that is so... That is interesting. Interesting to me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I... I can see it. I I definitely believe in the first thing where it's like, even, okay, what do you think about if if someone's been dating for like five years and they're like begging their spouse to like, I want to get married, like propose, like I really want to get engaged and the partner's just dragging their feet. Like the question would be, how long have you been asking for a proposal? Yeah. Like the whole five years, it's not going to happen. If it's like, oh, the last like week you've been asking, but you have been dating for five years, then it's more like, wait, I didn't know that that's what, you know, you got to make sure you have the same values. Like if you guys both know going into it, like we both want to get married and he's not wanting to commit within five years, bye. Like yeah. that, or maybe not five years, whatever is like your timeline. But you know what I mean? It's like, if you go into it, you both know you want to start a family, you want to get married. And it's just like, years down the line and you're like I'm ready I'm ready for like two more years you're like please I'm ready I'm ready and he's like I don't know not yet no No. bye but if he's just like oh you never knew you guys just started dating and all of a sudden you're like wait like do you want a family what's going on which you definitely should talk about before (laughs) you get in too deep yeah because otherwise I, I just feel like if you've been dating for five years and like for the past two years, you've been like begging for a proposal. Goodbye. Yeah, you like, you need to leave. I is it toxic to literally give them an ultimatum? Like, I mean, maybe you don't even want that person, but I'm just I saying. I think if you have to give them an ultimatum, it's not going to work. I agree. Actually, it's probably it's just probably not yeah. the right person. Yes. It's like 
you really have to beg. You should not mm-hmm. have to beg someone no. to be with you, to marry you, to propose no. to you. Like, no. No. I've really never heard of an ultimatum working out in the long run because that person is always just going to be like, well, you get like, I had to. Yeah, and they'll probably start resenting you as well at some yeah. point. Okay, well, I have like lots more TikTok saved, but we can just do, you know, different ones in different episodes. Yeah, I'm down. Because I have lots of thoughts. <laughs> We're going to jump into an ad real quick to talk about Thrive Market. I know personally, it's never fun when I go to the grocery store and just spend like way over my weekly grocery budget. And then I get home and I'm like, wait, I literally have nothing to eat. None of it's actually healthy. I just got all snacks and drinks. Thrive Market is here to save the day. They are my go-to for like all my grocery and household essentials that I want at the convenience of getting it all quickly shipped to my doorstep. It's a huge time saver. They have so many amazing brands, especially if you have like dietary restrictions or, you know, something that you're following. They have vegan options. They have gluten-free snacks. They have non-toxic cleaning essentials. Like they have everything that you could possibly want. And it's really easy to filter on their website as well. I feel like Thrive Market is great for, like you said, snacks and stuff, but also for pantry staples and things that you don't want to have to like go to the grocery store for. Mm -hmm. Pasta sauce, my favorite pasta sauce there, mac and cheese. And as a Thrive Market member, you can save money on every single order. On average, you can save like over 30% each time, which is awesome. And on top of the massive savings on each order, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes daily and it gives cash back on so many brands and they have a price match guarantee. They have filters on their website or their app, like Chelsea mentioned. They have over 70. So if you want just gluten-free, keto, vegan, any of that kind of stuff. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give, which we absolutely love to see. So join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash what we said for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash what we said, thrivemarket.com slash what we said. We're going to talk about one of our sponsors, ZocDoc, you guys. I love ZocDoc and I'm so excited about this because... I actually found ZocDoc on my own, thank goodness, when I was newly pregnant. No one like tells you what you need to do. Like I didn't, I was like, wait, I think I need to like go to the doctor. (laughs) And I didn't know anybody in that area who had an OBGYN that they recommended. I didn't even know where to start. And I just like started Googling stuff and everyone was like packed and busy. And I was like, I literally feel like I'm not gonna be able to get in until I give birth. But I found ZocDoc and they had so many good reviews and resources for me to find an OBGYN that I loved. And that's how I found my OBGYN when I was in LA and I absolutely loved it. So I am so excited about uh, ZocDoc sponsoring the podcast. With ZocDoc, there's no more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. You can browse doctor profiles, which I think is very, very helpful, especially when you're maybe looking for a certain specialist or something like that. You can upload and verify your insurance information and get the care you need. So go to ZocDoc.com slash what we said and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours, which is amazing. That is zocdoc.com slash what we said, zocdoc.com slash what we said. Go check it out. Okay, should we get into Am I the Red Flag? Yes. I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited about this one. Hey, ladies, I love the pod, have been a follower for years. So here's my situation I got married three months ago, and my husband's brother was his best man. So her brother-in-law, he wasn't really helpful or involved during our engagement, which I understand because our wedding wasn't his priority on the wedding day. He wasn't very helpful either. He almost didn't make it in time to walk with the, with the wedding party. He forgot one of my wedding bands and he gave the worst best man speech. It was basically a speech all about himself and his parents. (laughs) There was even a 30 second moment of silence during the speech to remember everyone who has helped you in your life. (gasps) How old is he? What? Super awkward. 
I don't know. You can tell he didn't prepare anything and was just saying whatever came to his head. This really upset my husband and I because it just felt very selfish. He is now getting engaged and I have decided not to go to the engagement because I was just feeling very hurt, especially for my husband because his own brother wasn't really there for him on one of the most important days of his life. I also have never met his girlfriend, so I don't really feel a huge responsibility to go to this event. I know I eventually have to let it go and move past it because it's my husband's brother and I will have to see him for the rest of my life. But for now, I'm still hurt. My husband supports my decision not to go, but am I in the wrong for not going or feeling hurt by this? Thank you, ladies. Hold on. What is she not going to? His engagement party. Oh, the engagement Or to party. the engagement. Like him proposing to Yeah, her? maybe. Or yeah, yeah, I think so. Because she said he's now getting engaged. I've decided not mm. to go to the engagement. Since you're, I wouldn't say you're the red flag by any means. I feel like since you're the in-law, it's a little bit less. Like if you and your husband weren't going and he's the brother, like that would be a little bit more like, okay, like just be the bigger person for your own sake. So that later on down the line, if you make up, you're not like, oh, sorry, I missed out on your day. I feel like you got to be careful with things like this because it this is going to affect you for potentially like... The choice not to go to an engagement, that could have like long-term consequences kind of. It's like yeah. that could be something that, yeah, either you regret, they hold against you. I don't know. It seems like I really need to know his age because if he's like 22, yeah, it's like, eh, what do you expect? Like, I, I feel like, yeah, that's annoying. And I totally validate you feeling hurt and annoyed by that. But I just feel like stuff with in-laws… Sometimes you just have to suck it up yeah. and like, you know what I mean? Because because mm-hmm. this is setting a precedent now since you are the in-law to be like, not like an outcast, but kind of where it's like, I'm not going to go to that event. I'm not going to go like for your own sake. Yeah. It would, it might be just start like a bad cycle. Definitely. I feel like going would help you forgive him because first of all, if he's the older brother, the selfish one. I feel like it would hurt more than if he was the little brother, like you were saying. Like Definitely. if, if he is the little brother, he's like 21 or 22. It's like, it's to be expected. That it's just like how it is. But yeah, if he's like the older brother and it's like, okay, you are really like, I don't know why. Also, did this come as a shock to you? Because it's like, I feel like this sounds like if he forgot the ring, he gave a bad speech. It's like, that seems like it would be something that you could guess would happen if he's that type of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, is he usually not? And then he just was weird on your wedding day? Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like the best thing for you to do so that you're not a red flag, because if you do start just like not going to any of his family things, just because you feel like he's selfish is, yeah, probably not going to end well for you personally. Because it just seems like you, yeah, I don't know, are just holding on to a grudge and that's not good for you. But it's also very valid to be hurt. Like that would annoy me as well. I feel like it would definitely annoy me and hurt me. But this behavior isn't like toxic. It's not like, oh, you need to cut him out and like never not support him anymore. Just seems more of like an annoying thing that Mm -hmm. happened. Definitely. Hey, ladies. Love you both. Been an avid listener for three years and I love every episode. Let's get into it. Just a little backstory. My husband and I live 20 hours away from the rest of my family and we have been for the last three plus years. My dad recently has been remarried in those last few years to a nice lady. She's actually from a few hours away from where my husband and I live, but she's moved back to California where the rest of my family is once they got married. However, she does still have some family that lives the few hours from us. I don't know her family well, as we obviously have hardly been around them, mostly just Facebook and Instagram friends. Anyways, so it's Thanksgiving and my young brother, younger brother and his girlfriend come to stay with us and enjoy a small cozy Thanksgiving dinner. My dad and stepmom go to her family's Thanksgiving, which again is three hours from where I live. They decide last minute to do family pictures because all of her kids were there. And my dad called us to let us know that we need to come to Thanksgiving evening for the pictures. We really did not want to drive six hours round trip on Thanksgiving day for these pictures with these people we don't even know. I also have three other siblings that would not be there in the pictures as they were with their own families back in California. So we tell my dad he won't make, we won't make it. He flips saying we're disrespectful and on and on. And then will not speak to me for a week. I felt bad, but I, but also it was just weird. Am I the bad guy for not wanting to make that drive on a holiday last minute? No. Okay. Especially 
that your other siblings weren't there. So it's like, it's not like a big family photo. It's like their family photo. Maybe he's missing you and it's like, oh, I would like you to be there. But it's like, not last minute. No. It obviously wasn't that important to you. If you only told us that like literally last minute. No, you're not. No, you're not in the wrong. Not I would never drive like that to take one photo with these people I've no. never even met. No, no, sorry. It's, you know what I was thinking? I probably will feel differently once I like have a family. I definitely will. Like once I literally am a grandparent. <laughs> But like, are you going to say no family photos? No, 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 no. I think family photos are great. And it's like, love to document that. But people get way too worked up about like family photos. Yeah. Like just, which again, I'm speaking from no experience. Even recently, my fam, my like extended family is having a like big family reunion. And literally in, it literally says, we are planning on a family picture. So we need everyone there. Like basically saying like, of course, if you can't come, they're not going to freaking force you. Yeah. But like the emphasis is like, we're having family reunion. Can't wait to see it. And we, everyone needs to be there because we're doing a f- big family photo. Yeah. And it's just like for a photo. Yeah. Literally Photoshop me in. <laughs> like I'm going to the reunion and I think it'll be fun. But I'm just saying it's like yeah, so yeah, much yeah. emphasis on the photo. Like it's always like, oh, we're all together. We have photo, photo, photo. I'm like, okay. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm just burnt out from doing photography for 10 years probably a mixture of both because I do see like wanting if you have your whole family there like and you only get together once every 10 years it's like if when you're there it's like we need to make sure we get a photo while we're here but maybe not like you need to come so we can make take a photo it's like maybe come and then we'll take it would be awesome to get a photo (laughs) yeah I, I see both sides for sure that reminded me of this concept that I was saying of going back to like the moms being made the crazy ones and dads being like the chill ones. Mm -hmm. And they were saying how their dad always says to their mom, like, just relax. It's going to be okay. Like if they're on a family vacation and the mom's like, oh, trying to get like everything in order. She's stressing out. She's like yelling at people to get in the car, like whatever. And the dad's like, just relax, like chill out. And all the kids are like, yeah, mom, like just chill out. And the, I think this girl was basically saying, it's okay. Like, yeah, it always ends up being okay. Like the dad always says, it's all, it always ends up being okay. And she was saying, yeah, because the mom makes it okay. And then everyone's like literally fighting her the whole time, trying to be like, it's going to be fine. Like, we're going to have fun on this family vacation. It's like, yeah, because I was the one who made the itinerary, planned it, packed all the kids up, like got in the car, like did all this stuff, ABC. And how that's like a lot of our experiences with like moms and dads, how the mom's always just like the stressed out one. It's like, yeah, because she's literally planning and doing everything beforehand. She's packing. She's getting the kids ready. She's getting herself ready. She's making sure the hotel reservations or whatever, the plane tickets are in order. And that really changed my perspective on that where I'm like, because I feel like I do the same thing. I'm always like, if there's like a woman in charge and they're stressed, I'm like, dude, relax. Like, they're like, no, nah, it's like, I, I have to get yeah. to get things done. No, 100%. I get it. And don't get me wrong. I love photos. I made my mom a photo book for Christmas. And like, I it was, was so cute. Yeah. I was just telling her, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I just have brought my camera literally everywhere with me and have taken so many photos of memories. So, I mean, I love pictures and I love documenting. I just... You know, sometimes no, people it is are a little annoying. wild about the family photos. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I agree 100%. Or even just like making sure like people that, because when I was a photographer and I would shoot family photos, people would be nuts about like their outfit and like everyone has to look perfect. And I'm just like, yeah. it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm talking, mo- I mean, yeah, it's mostly moms, I guess. Yeah. But it's like, uh, you know, whatever. Like, don't yeah. mess up your hair. Like everything has to be perfect for this family photo. And I'm like, It's just supposed to document your family. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. I feel like photography also like now is getting way more candid where it's like, I've seen a lot of family photos like that where it's super, I've actually been trying, speaking of trying to plan family photos for me, Nick and Case, because we don't have any literally together. Mm -hmm. And I was planning on doing it like six months ago and it's just gotten away from me. (laughs) But um, I've been like, we just need to have it be like very candid. Obviously you like maybe one smiling one just to like see what your faces look like for you to remember. But I think the family photos people do or even just photos in general of like them interacting or laughing or like the in-between shots are so cute. Yes, those are the cutest ones I've yeah. ever. Anyway. Okay, next one. Am I the red flag? Hey girls, love y'all and the podcast so much. I look forward to every Tuesday and enjoy listening to y'all on the way to and from work. 
Now for the tea. So my college best friend has been going through a tough time and hasn't been reaching out much. This has been happening for about one and a half years now. I would send a text and she would never reply, but we would sometimes see each other in person and she would voice how much she was struggling. I would continue to send memes, encouraging texts, <laughs> just memes, <laughs> please, <laughs> um, encouraging texts, updates about my life stories, etc., to try to boost her mood or just stay in contact. When I see her in person, she tells me she is sorry for not replying, but that she enjoys the content. I would even tell her major life updates like getting engaged, finishing a clinical rotation, etc., and she would say nothing. This has been super hurtful to me because I feel guilty since she is depressed, but I am running out of energy to keep being there for her. And I feel like the friendship is so one-sided. It also just sucks because I feel like I don't have a best friend anymore. I have ultimately decided that I'm going to stop reaching out to her because I feel like this isn't even a real friendship anymore. But I also feel like an asshole if she is truly struggling and I should be there for her. Sorry, this is so long. Love y'all. That is hard. You know what though? It's it. <laughs> is you know not what? your job. Oh, to, say, you know what though? It's not. <laughs> no, no, it that is very hard, but it's not your job to be everything to someone. Like mm-hmm. it's great that you're reaching out. And I think it's important to be there for your friends during hard times and let them know you're thinking of them. But at a certain point, it's like, it's truly not your responsibility to like make sure she's staying afloat. Yeah. It really isn't. And And again, you can be kind to her always, but that doesn't mean you have to constantly like go out of your way to... I don't know that that is hurtful. Like to literally, she never replies. It's like at some point, sorry. Yeah, definitely. That's not a true friendship. Like that is very one one sided. And there's going to be times like I do believe that there's ebbs and flows in friendships where if your friend is struggling for a little while and you're you kind of have to be the, you know, one to reach out or whatever. That's part of friendship for sure. But how long did she say this has been going on? Like months? Uh, one and a half years. Oh, yeah. sis. <laughs> yeah, you it's, put in a good amount of effort. You put in a lot of effort. And I yeah. think that's great that you did that. And like, that's beautiful that you could be there for her. But I would completely support your decision to like stop reaching out. Yeah. You can't force change on anybody, no matter how badly you want it for them. And you also have to take yourself into accountability. Into accountability, right? <laughs> into account. And if you're like struggling as well, you matter as well. Yeah. So. Your feelings are just as valid. Okay. Am I the red flag in my marriage? Hi, girls. Love you both. Here's my current situation. I've been married for a year and... Oh, and with my husband for six. Throughout our whole relationship, we have consistently fought about him going out. I fully trust him and I'm not worried about him talking to other girls or doing things he shouldn't. I'm a very type A person and like to know exactly how my day will play out and like to end my night with him by my side. Whenever he says he's going out with friends, it ruins the rest of my day because I know he won't be home when I fall asleep. I've really been trying to be better at not getting upset and we've made a compromise that as long as he tells me when he will come home, that it doesn't need to be a big deal. I usually ask him to be home by 11, but he tries to stay out till like 4 a.m. No, I'm sorry, no. He has expressed that he feels like a teenager with a curfew, but I just feel like he has a wife that needs respect. Am I the problem here or does he need to come home at a decent time? I love you both. Oh, he needs needs to come come home home. at a decent time. That is so like, okay, there are certain things where it's like, you need to let your spouse have their own life. Going out until 4 a.m. does not fall under that no. category. Them going Why surfing or them going and playing a sport, even them playing video games, them going and golfing with their friends, them going to a sports bar every once in a while and like watching the game. Them going, them going out until 4 a.m.? It's, no. it's unnecessary. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do about it because it's like you can't force him to do anything. But you, like, you know what this is giving? It's like he's in his party era and you are not at all. It's like it's, you know, how some people I was just thinking about this with even how like people dress. OK, this is I'm going off on a tangent. I heard Claudia on the toast. It, it became like a TikTok sound. It was like she was talking about how her goals for the new year are to like dress like a whore or something. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, I'm like. I fully believe everyone needs to, not needs to, but everyone goes through like a rebellious or like ho phase to some degree. And that looks different for every single person. But it's like, everyone has to just get this kind of like party, like this, just this little rebellious phase out of their system mm-hmm. at some point in life. Yeah. And, and that doesn't have to mean drinking and partying and going out. I don't, I don't know. But it's like, just where you're kind of like, oh, there are no rules. I'm going to do what I want. And sometimes I feel like people hit that stage. Maybe he's been in this stage for 
forever. I don't know. But it's like sometimes people hit it at a very inopportune times where it's <laughs> yeah. like you're married with a freaking kid and it's like I'm in party mode. And it's like, why, why could yeah. this have happened 10 years ago? Yeah, no, this is not okay. That's for sure. That's all I have to say about that. You're definitely not the problem. I can tell you that much. Why does he feel the need? Like, even if this happened once in a bloom, if he, if he stayed out with till 4 a.m. with his friend once a year, okay. Yeah, exactly. But what, every weekend? That's what I'm no. saying. Like, this has become a constant. Like, this is something he needs to be doing. No, no. You know what they say, nothing good happens after midnight. It's true. Really, though, it's like, what are you doing? I know somebody who told me the story about a woman who was married at a very young age. This was like a long time ago, right? So these people are old now. And when they first got married, she would make dinner and like get ready for him to come home from work. And he would come home from work and literally eat his food and then immediately go play like cards with his friends. And she'd be like, okay. Like, and then he'd just be out like gambling pretty much all night. And she'd be like, okay. And he would do this every single night. And she was like, I'm done. And she literally wrote him a note like, if you don't come back at like, or if you go out to play cards with your friends, like I'm gone. And he went out and played cards with her, with his friends. And then she just stayed with him forever. Okay. That was not what I was expecting. <laughs> but like, you got to stick to your word, sis. <laughs> that's the definite, that's like the ultimatum thing. It's like, you shouldn't even have to give no. an ultimatum. Like, in, and it's not going to work either. You need to never gonna be work. able to have healthy communication. Like I can't with him saying like, He's honestly kind of gaslighting you by being like, I'm a teenager. I feel like a teenager. Yeah, it's you're like, acting like a teenager. You, yeah, because you're freaking acting like one. Like, yeah. no, you I'm do fired not up. need to be, I am so mad right now. Like, you do not need to be out until 4 a.m. What do you even, why do you need to do that? Like, let's How get into the deeper, let's get into the deeper issues here. And has he also been doing that? Oh, throughout her, our whole relationship, we've consistently thought about him going out. Okay, well, yeah, that's annoying me. That no. he does that. But also it's like, here's, here's. What does going out mean? Like he just goes out like to I a think bar? To, I think, yeah, drinking with his friends. I think that's what that means. Here is where I will say something that might be like annoying to hear. But I also feel like anytime you have an issue in your relationship, with the exception of a few things, if someone's literally abusive and whatever, but you have to take accountability for the fact that you chose to marry them like if this has been a thing your entire relationship for six years and it's still ongoing I totally get the frustration but at, no you you're also, so real for that actually you, you also have to take accountability it's like I knew he was like this and I chose to marry him like <laughs> I either have to like deal with it I have to communicate or I have to get out but it's mm -hmm. like at the end of the day I have to take some responsibility too because I've known who this guy is yes you choose your consequences when you choose your actions so mm -hmm. whatever consequence you want, you got to choose the action that goes along with it. But that's just how the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. Definitely. But please rip into him tonight. Like he needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally like slash his tires, honestly. <laughs> so he can't leave. I or can't. show up to the bar or something that he's at. Honestly, like if I were you, I would do that for sure. Because And if he's a real one, he'll like that. Yeah. And if not, you oh, need to leave him immediately. He needs to, you need to. Yeah. So I just need to know, like, I, we just need to get this straight. He wants to go out to the bar and drink with his friends. And what no, do they do? No, we, we need to be done with this conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm so bugged. Like, but that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm actually curious. Like, they play, what's it called? Like, pool? Maybe. But again, it's like, they're you dancing? I'm done. I'm done with him. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Hold me back. Literally storms off. <laughs> Okay. Did I just read that? Yeah, I did. You're, it's no, I, I did. I read that one. Oh, wow. It's been, it's been a, <laughs> a minute. First of all, hey, queens, I love you. Okay, so I, oh, <laughs> so I am the bad guy. Literally <laughs> just confesses. So am I the bad guy for sometimes pushing my husband away from his family on purpose? <laughs> Hear me out. I love his family for the most of it, but I swear when he is with them, he totally shuts me out doesn't include me in things. And I don't even think he does it on purpose. His family is really sarcastic, which leads to, to being kind of rude. And I'm a sensitive little gal. I've told him this many times and it doesn't seem to change. Sometimes I swear he is meaner when he's around them. So sometimes I purposely make plans just me and him so we don't have to hang out with them or get pouty and make him stay in with me. 
I just don't know what to do. But most of the time, I don't even care because in the end, I get to stay with him. And I know I get him at the end of the day, but I just hate being there. Hmm. You know what? Nick also sometimes gets like more sassy around his family and my family. But sometimes, you know, again, speaking of accountability, so do I. Maybe she doesn't because like she sounds like she's a sweet little sensitive girl. But I find what really helps with this is when I change my attitude. Like if I'm not, like I'll find myself teasing him to no end. Like every word that comes out of my mouth is teasing and like just poking fun at him. When you're with your family? Yeah, with my family or with his family, honestly. And then when he gives it back to me, I'm literally like, I'm pouting. I'm like (laughs) sulking. I'm like, that's so mean. Like, but if you're not like that and it's just how he is, I don't know. I mean, you don't want to take him away from his family. But if you don't want to... So, so you've already told him you don't like that. Like, has there been any progress at all? Are we talking like nothing, nothing's changed or it's like gotten better a little bit each time? Like, what are we talking here? Yeah. Oh, because all you can do is really communicate that to him. Yeah. That's like all you can do in this situation. I think it's like, and maybe he feels, so this is what I find a lot of times in families that are like this. I know because my family's kind of like this. It's, you almost feel, because everybody is so like, rowdy and just kind of like sarcastic and teasing and that's like just the majority of interaction you almost feel weird being like sweet and mushy to your significant other in front of your family even though you shouldn't like even though I would never care if my I would love to see my siblings like being sweet and like mushy with their significant others but I feel like we all collectively like tease our significant others almost like because we're uncomfortable or something so maybe that's it. So maybe you just need to get to the root of the problem. Like maybe he's like embarrassed to be like mushy in front of his family, you know, and like sweet. Yeah. And if he was like not sarcastic to you, they, like he doesn't want his family to be like, oh, wow, you're kind of acting different. Right. It's like, that's good. He's, he should be nice. <laughs> exactly. Did she say that his family's like kind of mean and rude to her ever or just with each other? Uh, she just said his family's really sarcastic, which leads to being kind of rude. And I'm a sensitive little gal. So I'm sure it's like gets mixed in there. I, I doubt they're like specifically mean to right. her but I'm sure it all kind of like blends in yeah I don't know what to tell you this <laughs> yeah. best of luck with that one hi besties I had been friends with this girl for a few years and we used to be very close but for the past one and a half years we haven't hung out as much but still kept in touch almost daily until last May because of this incident so last May we had a college event slash party where I asked her the day before to go together as I didn't know many people there she agreed We went together with some of her other friends. As soon as we stepped into the venue, she started ignoring me. She chatted with her other friends, but did not say a word to me. I sometimes have a little hard time with social situations, so I was pretty quiet, but she also knew that I'm like this. This continued the whole day. A little later, she came up to me and said she likes to be alone at parties to get to know others and let me know she basically does not want to hang out with me. Well, from that moment, I was alone at the event. I tried to find some people I knew and almost cried in the bathroom. Luckily, I found someone who I spent the rest of the night with. The next day, I texted her to tell her how I felt last night and to ask why she's a totally different person one-on-one with me than in a large group. The only answer I got is that she thinks I lean on her too much and that I'm quiet. Since last May, we haven't said a word to each other, and the only thing I gained are trust issues in the friendship. (laughs) But do you think she has a point and that there's something I should work on? I'm not planning to be her friend anymore, by the way. Well, number one, I think— yeah, you guys are not meant to be friends. Like, that's it's not a good pairing, yeah. clearly. It's not the vibe. I mean, the fact that you're asking makes me think that you think it is an issue for yourself. Yeah. So, sure. I think there could be room to work on, like, being independent or whatever it is. Like, trying to not lean on someone or make your own friends. I don't know. Yeah, I think— I'm like, I think there's a problem, (laughs) but I do think that... I don't think she's justified in ignoring, agreeing to go to an event with you and then ignoring you, like, at all. I don't think either of you are necessarily in the wrongs, like you said. This is not a good pairing and the way that it was maybe handled. It's valid. She's valid to have her own feelings if she doesn't, like, you know, want to do something. She doesn't have to. Doesn't mean that that's a nice thing to do. But I also do think that if you're in a social situation and it's like really stressing you out, like to the point where you're crying in the bathroom because not because necessarily something like someone did to you to embarrass you, but because like you're alone, that is something that you probably do want to work on for your own sake going on in life. And I, and I feel like this probably will get better like the older you get most of the time. 
like, I don't know if you have social anxiety or, you know, like if you do or anything like that, but that's what this sounds like to me that you like are getting very like overstimulated and overwhelmed in a social situation and don't want to, um, yeah, maybe you were leaning on her a little too much and maybe for your own benefit, you should work, you should work on it. It's going back to like, you can't expect anyone to like solve all your problems for you. So even though it's great, like to have a friend who you can kind of lean on, you can't live life expecting that. Like, it's like, well, I get nervous in social situations. So like I need you to be the person who yeah. does everything for me. It's like, well, that's not anyone's responsibility. Maybe you make friends in different ways. You don't have to go to huge parties, yeah, you know, exactly. but maybe you're better in smaller settings. I feel like that. I don't really love going to like huge events. I'd rather be just in like a smaller yeah. group. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. I don't think either of you are necessarily the red flag here. You're just really not meant to be friends. Like yeah. it's not vibing. And let me be clear. I don't think there's anything wrong with you by any means. Mm -mm. But if you, like you said, if you're asking about it, if it's something that really upset you, obviously there is something there. Definitely. But wishing you all the best, Queen. Hey, girls, love your podcast so much and cannot wait for another year of amazing Tuesdays and Fridays also. Anyway, here's my situation. About a year ago, my now ex-boyfriend found texts on my phone to other men. These texts were to, to another man, maybe. I don't know. These texts were to an old friend from high school whom I literally feel nothing towards and have told him countless times this. We kind of grew up together. Our moms are best friends and we randomly send each other pics, some which straight out include my boyfriend, back and forth to keep up to keep updated on our lives, just as friends. He sent a picture of him and his friends skiing and I replied with a heart and said, looks like so much fun. I do not feel like there's anything wrong with keeping up with a childhood friend. We live in two different states. I let him read all our texts. There was literally nothing romantic about it. My boyfriend claims the hearts I sent in response to a picture were romantic. We broke up after two years because he said I cheated. I think he took things a oh. little too far. Love you in the pod. Okay. First of all, you I have cheat. such I have such mixed feelings about this. But also, I think if you sent hearts one time and then he saw that and he was like, I don't really like that you're sending hearts. Like, can you not do that? That's... That's very valid. Like if you're, if he's like, I'm not comfortable with that. Just don't send hearts. Like, it's not like I have to send my friend hearts. Like, you really don't. But I don't think you cheated necessarily. No. Well, you definitely didn't cheat. I have mixed feelings about this because part of it goes back to the whole thing of can two heterosexual individuals, a girl and a boy, be but, and I guess, I don't know if they're best friends, but can they be just best friends without either of them ever having liked each other, ever catching feelings in the future? And I've been thinking lately about this concept because I feel like sometimes it gives, <sighs> I've always been like, oh, absolutely not. Like you mm-hmm. can't be best friends. And I still stand by that, like best friends. I really don't think, especially if you're like in both in relationships, it's That's like, why do you need say. another best friend? I don't, I don't even really get that. Like, are you staying up texting him all night? Or is it, like, literally a text once a month? Yeah. That's friends. That's not best friends. But it's, like, I can't relate to that because I don't have anyone in my life where I would feel that way towards. Like, I have childhood friends, but it's, like, I just don't care. Mm -hmm. You know? I would never be, like, here's what me and Leif are up to. It's, like, you can follow me on Instagram. Like, I don't need to, like, get a text update from you. But also, in this conversation, it kind of gives people no credit. Like, Tyson's point when we were talking about this, I was talking about this with him. He was like, it's just so dumb that you say like, you can't be friends with the opposite sex without liking each other because it gives people no credit. It's like, okay, so if a guy and a girl are hanging out or friends, like they they just have to do something sexual with each other because they're both the opposite sex. It's like, you can't just be friends. Like, no, they can be friends. They don't have to do anything sexual. That's not the thing. It's if they have feelings for each other. Right, I, I've it, never thought that best friends can't be best friends and then they just have to have sex with each other. It's like, I think that if a guy and a girl, they're both straight, they're best friends texting all day, talking all the time, meeting yeah. up. They're, one of them has had to have feelings for the other one at some point. That's that point. is my firm belief. No, I, I do believe that. I don't think I that do they have that. to act on it. Like, I, I agree with that. Like, that is not giving people credit. Like, oh, they met up. They had to have had sex. It's like, no, they can control well, themselves. Well, not but, even like had to have sex, but it's like- Like kiss or anything. Or even just like each other. It's like, because, okay, Chelsea and I were talking about this with even like our friends with our husbands, right? So if if I'm at dinner with me and Leif and my one of my best friends and her husband, okay, we're all friends. Like, it wouldn't be weird to me if 
Leif and my one of my best friends left the table because of something, I don't know. And I was left alone, right? I'm left alone with yeah. my friend's husband. Yeah. To me, which that's not the best friend conversation. So that's different. But I'm like, even how I grew up, I feel like in like very religious communities, it's like, you're not supposed to be alone with a guy. Like if you're married, they're like, you, sh- you should not be alone with like the opposite sex. Yeah. Like, and to me, I'm like, that's giving them no credit. So, okay. So if we're at dinner and Leif and my friend leave to do something, I don't even know what they'd be doing, but it's like, oh, they both had to go to the bathroom separately. And I'm left with, you know, my friend's husband. Like, that's not weird. We don't no. have to make that weird. No, I don't think that's weird at all. But I feel like growing up, I was like told that that was weird. It's like, you should never be alone. If you're married, you should never be alone with the opposite sex. Like, period. Okay, I, I feel like that, like even not planned alone or like plan, I feel like it's like planned alone. Like okay, that's yeah. not, that's unplanned. Right, right, right. But if you and your husband or your friend's husband were like, let's, let's go, to, go lunch. to lunch yeah, together. No, no, no. Okay, that makes that sense. That is like, I feel like that's looked down upon. And I think the thing is like, I don't, I don't believe that if you, even if you and your friend's husband like went to lunch, you wouldn't catch feelings right then. Even if you did that twice a year, oh, you wouldn't catch feelings. Not. Yeah. But I think the thing is, it's like the gateway. It's like, you just don't play with fire. It's like any kind of like, oh, we'll just do a little bit. Like, it's not weird if we just do a little bit. I know that little bit isn't weird, but like, it's a slippery slope. I think that's the main well, thing. Furthermore, uh, I would never have the desire to do that. Exactly. It's not like I'm like, oh, we shouldn't play with fire. Yeah. I can't go to lunch with you. It's like, why would I go? To, why the hell would I go to lunch <laughs> with you? Like, I, that's a weird thing to desire yeah, anyway. 100%. Yeah. It's just, Leif and I were just talking about that, actually, how it's like people will, even with like the swinging thing, it's like they were making jokes about it and then literally like, it was true. It was true. And like multiple of them got divorced. It's like, oh. Yeah. You know, it's It's kinda... always nothing told something. Exactly. It really is like, I could talk about this all day. Like the, the, just the psychology of humans, specifically when it comes to love and friendship and emotions in general. So interesting. So vague. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's so, so <laughs> crazy. It's true. It's... <laughs> I forgot what even the thing was about, but. Well, let's read the last one. Oh, I'm one. like, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, you are the red flag. I did too. What Were we supposed to give advice? Or did no. we give advice? I mean, we told her she didn't cheat. That's for sure. No, you didn't cheat. You didn't do anything. No. You're fine. But also like. But he is let's, valid. Let's reevaluate the friendship. Why yeah. are you sending texts? Like, yeah. If you. If Watch you're them like, get married in like 10 years. See, that's exactly. why. That's why. It's because at, at, the, at the top, the surface, it's nothing. And let me tell you what it is. He likes you. <laughs> yeah. Because she's like, I swear it's nothing. He likes you. Why yeah, is he, he likes so- you? And the, your, your boyfriend knew that. And guys don't care to send photos to people they don't like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like totally. update you. No. You're so right. <laughs> He's in love with you. Yeah. I like can almost guarantee they're going to date or get married. Please <laughs> email the pod if you guys do. Okay, this is the last one. Hi, girls. I got married last last June 2022. It was hell wedding planning because of my crazy sister-in-law and my mother-in-law who enables my crazy sister-in-law. So this is going to be long. I told all my bridesmaids. Oops. Wait, which one's the crazy one? The sister. The original? Okay, yeah. sister-in-law. Sister and mom duo. Okay. Sister's crazy, mom's enabler. I told all my bridesmaids to get nude shoes from Target. I sent specific links to everyone. Sister-in-law texted me saying she has a pair of nude heels already and if she can wear those. I said, sure, just send a pic. She does. And the shoes are white. Girl, BFFR. <laughs> I said, um, no, that doesn't work. Do you need the link again for the Target shoes? No text back from sister-in-law who I assume is pissed. Even more fun, sister-in-law told me she was pregnant and that's why she hadn't gotten a bridesmaid dress yet. I congratulate her and said, that makes sense. No worries. She told me which dress she wanted. It was a maternity style. I said, that's fine. As long as you are, as long as you alter it. Oh, to cover up the chest area because all the other bridesmaids were wearing higher necklines as I told them to. She said that, yes, she would alter and that's not a problem at all. Come time to to alter. I keep thinking like alter, like (laughs) at the altar, not altering. Come time to alter, she claims her seamstress cannot do it. I told her she has to match the other bridesmaids. I even offered to call her seamstress and explain what it was I wanted her to alter, and then my sister-in-law didn't text back. I texted her a couple days later, excited because I found out that the bridesmaid dress website also sells fabric by the yard, which I thought, perfect, she can get more fabric and get it altered to a higher neckline. I'm sure any seamstress with extra fabric, extra fabric can do anything. 
Again, sister-in-law doesn't text back. She texts back a couple days later, claiming she is not going to be treated in this unkind way. And the stress is not healthy for herself or her unborn baby. See attached screenshots below. Not sure how anything I said was unkind. And here is where my mother-in-law comes in. I get a text from my mother-in-law saying, please don't text blank anymore about anything wedding related. Anything you need from her, you can go through me. Oh, Oh, BTW, my sister-in-law is a 35-year-old woman. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, my gosh, I cannot. Like, are you kidding me? I'm not going to text my mother-in-law every time I need something from my sister-in-law that's wedding related. Mother-in-law and I even talked in person with my now husband in the room too. And my mother-in-law just stated how so-and-so is having a really hard time and is so stressed and stress isn't healthy for a baby, which I get, but questions related to a wedding you agreed to participate in are not stressful. But sue me for wondering if my bridesmaids have their dresses and shoes ready to go for my wedding. That's like the bare minimum for a bridesmaid. So sorry. I continue to text my sister-in-law, not my mother-in-law about wedding stuff. And I get no text back. Or if I do, it's days later. Oh, so she disobeyed. Um, So I tell my now husband to please text his sister to ask if she can be more prompt to which she explodes on my now husband about how he's being unkind and how kindness is so hard for everyone around her. (gasps) She's a nightmare. I can already tell. See attached screenshot for that fun pub. (laughs) Oh, I... Come two months before my wedding, my sister-in-law calls my now husband and tells him that herself and her husband will not be in our wedding anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> so last time my now husband, myself, and my sister-in-law have talked. This is two months before our wedding. At our wedding day, she skips the receiving line, doesn't say a word to us. And when it came time for wedding photos, she ignored me. And the only thing she told her brother, my now husband, was, hi, you look nice. That's it. Her wedding card was said congrats to the happy couple. My husband was like, wow, that's my sister. She can't even write congrats, little brother or something more personal. It's now been six months of being married and we still haven't spoken to her since April of 2022. And she hasn't reached out to apologize or anything. And mother-in-law keeps trying to guilt my husband into just moving on without an apology and acting as if nothing happened. Hell no. I was so gaslighted by my mother-in-law and sister-in-law and they were even telling my now husband lies about me and what I've said and texted them about wedding stuff. They claimed I was being unkind and rude. Oh so gosh. let me know if I'm the red flag or not. No. Love you guys. I love and look forward to anything related to you guys. Well, tell me, see, show me the screenshots. Okay, first of all, the shoes. They're filthy, girl. Sis. Where'd you wear those on the freaking Boston Marathon? Also, she literally <laughs> said go to Target. It's not like she no. said to get these from Saks. No. Fifth. It's like, <laughs> come on. The screenshot is this long oh. text from her sister-in-law. I need to take a step back before responding to your text. <gasps> Put some thought in on how to respond and the best way to move forward in this. I'm telling you what the professional said. Unfortunately, it does not matter if we brought, bought extra material. It's not about having more material. She is unable to bring the neckline up more than an inch, potentially a little more than an inch due to the neckline and material of the dress. On the next note, being treated in this unkind and disrespectful tone, both in text and on the phone, is not something we are okay with. Being treated this way is causing a great amount of stress on us, and that is becoming unhealthy for me in my pregnancy. We can see that me being pregnant is upsetting you and disrupting the flow of your wedding image. We do Uh -uh. not want to interfere with what you are picturing for your wedding day, but it is evident that me being pregnant is and is causing you added stress. Okay, I need to— But here's the thing. It's like, okay, I do need to see your text to her. Why is she saying, like, the oh, image of it. it? Oh, she sent that, too? Wait, the image. I'm just saying, I'm saying, like, they said, obviously, me being pregnant is not your image of, like, what you want for your wedding. So it's like, what did the girl say to her to make her think that? Oh, yeah. I don't know. This is her message afterwards. Okay, well, the last thing that the sister-in-law said was, like, to avoid interfering with your flow, you have pictures if, oh, wait, with your flow, if her husband and I step back from our roles and instead be guests at your wedding. This is becoming quite the challenge. So if that makes it easier on you, let us know. And then she said, the girl who wrote in, your pregnancy doesn't affect me in any way. I just need your dress to be like how I said I wanted it to be. And you agreed to it. I want you to be part of the wedding. Corey wants you to be in the wedding. If you truly feel that I am being disrespectful and unkind and that I'm asking for too much, as you claimed I was over the phone, then the decision is yours and Joel's to make on whether or not you both want to participate. I just want my expectations followed as I'm the bride. I'm happy you said yes when I asked you to be the bride, a bridesmaid and we're going to be family. So if you can find another seamstress that can make it work, that would be great. If not, or... Or if you don't want to participate for whatever reason that I understand, you and Joel can make that decision together. Whatever you two feel is the right choice for you. Okay. She seems like she's being very reasonable. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I I, feel like this girl's just got some issues. Here's the thing. Some people literally love being miserable and search for reasons. I'm telling you. Yes. 100%. And I have personal experience with someone like this who will send novel texts like that. And it's just, I'm sorry, but sometimes 
about how everyone else yes. is the, the villain. It, even what even what your mom said, or, or sorry, what the mom said, or maybe the sister said. She's like, everyone in my life has a problem with kindness. No. No. They don't. No. Look in the mirror. Yeah. You have a problem with how you receive things. Yes. Like, you have to take accountability for that. That's really, no. No, it's like, it, it really is. Like, if every, if you have a problem with every single person in your life, it's you. Yep. We talk about this in an upcoming episode of Skinny Confidence. Yeah, it's just like, not everybody is being out to get you. Yes. No one cares about you that much. No. And no one cares about like, she's like, you just don't like that I'm pregnant. It's like, I'm I don't give an ass no. if you're pregnant, girl. Like, I don't care if you're in the pictures pregnant or not. Like, let's get the neckline moved no. up. She. It's literally not. Like, the thing is, if you're a bridesmaid, it's you not just about you. do what the bride wants you to do. Don't fight. No one cares if you look ugly Literally. in the photos. No one cares if you feel ugly that day because it's not about you. No. If if one of my friends was getting married and said, you have to wear a, a potato turtleneck, sack. A, a turtleneck dress, but that cuts <laughs> off. I would be like, okay. like, And it needs to be purple with yellow. I'm, uh, I'm there. Like, it's your day, not mine. Yeah. 100%. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I was just oh, trying to I'm think of like up. the outfit that you hate the most. And like the hairstyle. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. going to say. Okay. <laughs> if someone asked me, okay, tell, tell them what it is. You probably know it best. <laughs> well, I don't know like what hairstyle. I feel like you don't like hate hairstyles. A tube top mini dress. Yeah. I was about to say like a mini skirt with like a tube top. <laughs> no stomach showing at all. My only asset. <laughs> Yeah. And it's not like the waist is not snatched at all. It's literally just like a straight. Yeah. Tell me a tube top mini dress with my hair. Let's see. Well, with honestly, flats. with with ballet flats. I'm there. I'm at your wedding, sis. I'll do anything for my friends. It's not about me. <laughs> but I would hate the photos. I wouldn't be reposting <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh my. Don't gosh. expect me to post a single photo from your wedding, but yeah. I'll be there. Oh, trust me. And the thing is, is that my nightmare wedding dress is always like what I have to wear when I'm a bridesmaid. What? <laughs> the only asset that I have is my legs. And I hate wearing like long dresses because I just feel it just ruins everything for me. But I, feel I that. suck it up. Honestly, especially as a, if you're not that tall, yes. long dresses, sometimes it's giving pioneer. Yeah, it's giving, it is giving pioneer. Oh, wow. My well, mom was literally just saying to me the other day how... We were talking about dresses and she was like talking about how hard it is to find like a cute dress that you like on yourself that you can just like have your go-to. And she was talking about some kind of like store or something. I don't know. And she was like talking about the style of dress of like kind of pioneer-esque, pioneer core dressing. Like <laughs> yeah. just like kind of floral sleeve. puffy sleeves, like very garden, whatever. Mm. And I was like, that's my nightmare. And she was like, I was like, I hate dresses like that. Yeah, like, that I, is your nightmare. If I ever, if you see me one of those, just know that I'm like <laughs> literally dying inside. You're deeply unwell. Yeah. And my mom was laughing. She's like, you literally have always hated dresses like that. She's like, you literally always wanted to wear like the most mini skirt of mini <laughs> skirts, like even to church. Like she'd be like, please just wear this dress like that goes down to my knees. And I'm like, no, like I want it to be higher. Like uh, a, a girl so knows unflattering. She likes. It's yeah. so unflattering hitting right there like at the knee. Oh yeah, 100%. No. Oh, I'm having PTSD. And the poofy sleeves. I hated the poofy sleeves. You know what? It's so funny. I wore a dress for like Easter or something. I didn't have like any church dresses and I was like, whatever. I bought one. We were in Arizona. I forget what it was. Easter or something. And it was kind of that vibe where it was like, I got it from Target. And yeah. I remember being like, it's kind of cute. Like I was pleasantly surprised yeah. with with it. But like, when I was at church wearing that dress, <laughs> I felt this horrible feeling inside. I was yeah. like, I feel so ugly right now because yeah. this is not my vibe. This no. is not my style. It was kind of poofy like that. It was long, but it hit at kind of a weird no. spot. And I was just like, this is yes, not giving. 100%. And it's not even like the modesty factor at all. It's just, you know what you like and you know what looks good on yes. you. You know what little areas of skin to show that are most flattering on you. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. And I've just known that ever since I was little. I'm sorry, mom. Like, I literally <laughs> always want, like, I always, like, push the boundaries so hard on my on modesty, my poor mom. She was always, like, like, the tankinis. <laughs> I beg for a tankini. And then I would, like, literally roll it up. So <laughs> my mom's probably just, like, just 
I give up. <laughs> and you know oh, what? My first time wearing a tankini, I was shook. Shooketh. Yeah. I also had this one that I wore forever because it had like a cutout, but it kind of came like, it was a one piece, mm-hmm. but it kind of had a cutout that kind of came like to on my front. side, you know, mm-hmm. like almost like a monokini. Yeah. Oh, I loved that thing. I wore it to literally the last thread. <laughs> Anything to like get that little bit of like ho phase out of your out of your system 100%. while still remaining modest. Yes. Was a must mm-hmm. growing up. Thank you guys so, so much for writing in. Hope we gave you some advice. We need to do this kind of episode more. Yes, it's so fun. That's so fun. We I had loved a lot. We had a lot more um, submissions, but not as much as we could have because we asked kind of last minute. So if you have like a Am I the Red Flag submission, send it in to uh, Hello at What We Said podcast. Yeah. Go follow our Instagram if you want to be up to date on like upcoming episodes or when we ask for things like this. It's at What We Said podcast. We have merch coming out soon. We have tour more shows. We have lots of fun stuff Mm -hmm. coming this year. So make sure you're following along. We love you guys so much. And that's That's what we we said. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.